Welcome to Ten Five, the official podcast of the OPP Association. My name is Scott Knowles. And I'm Emily Brown, and we are the Strategic Communications Coordinators for the OPP Association, and your host for the Ten Five Podcast, the official podcast of the OPP Association. The OPP Association is the sole bargaining agent for the close to 10,000 members of the Ontario Provincial Police in Canada. Our members are our focus and our strength, and we aim to provide important information to our members and the public about matters that affect policing in the province of Ontario. Well, thank you, Emily. And uh, our guest today is OPP Provincial Constable Jonathan Buchert of the Brant County Detachment. And uh, Jonathan is the uh, Law Enforcement Torch Run Coordinator uh, for the Ontario Provincial Police. And we're happy to have him on the uh, podcast today. Welcome, John. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, to get right into it, Jonathan, um, a lot of people are probably wondering just what the run is all about, the law enforcement torch run. Can you give us the skinny on that? Yeah, so uh, people seem to sometimes get... Uh, it's tricky wording. So law enforcement torch run uh, refers to a specific run, but um, it more specifically refers to the organization. We do a lot more than just uh, than just runs. Um, we have all kinds of events um, all across the world. And uh, this is the uh, main supporter for the Special Olympics um, uh, fundraiser uh, for uh, for athletes, whether they're going to hometown games, international games, anything like that. Um, Law enforcement torch run is uh, is the main fundraiser for for all Special Olympics events. Uh, Special Olympics does uh, amazing work. I've known some great people that have been involved over the years, uh, John, and uh, pleasure to meet uh, another one uh, yourself. That's really uh, putting all your all into to this. So, wondering if you could uh, tell us about the Law Enforcement Torch Run, and the Special Olympics Partnership. Yeah, well, let me give you a little bit of backstory on the Torch Run, sort of how it started, because I think it's really important to understand that um, uh, before we dive right in. But essentially, uh, there's kind of two origin stories at play here. And and uh, the founder of, of Special Olympics um, is Eunice Kennedy Shriver. She uh, she did some work in the 60s and 70s with a doctor. His name is Dr. Frank Hayden. Um, he was pioneering some research on fitness and health as it relates to intellectual disabilities. Um, he uh, he implemented some fitness programs, and uh, you know this showcased some some significant improvements uh, in the uh, Olympians, and you know increased muscle tone, um, increased cardiovascular health. Those were all things that we expected, but the things that were unexpected were the mental and cognitive benefits that athletes were getting from participating in this type of um, activity. So, um, uh, Eunice Kennedy Shriver picked up on this. Um, she started the special Olympics program down in the United States. Um, and it's been growing pretty, uh, pretty crazy ever since, uh, I guess the late eighties, there's now, I think about 50 special Olympics organizations globally. So, um, it's become this huge movement. Um, and then more specifically to the law enforcement torch run, uh, in 1981, there was a uh, Kansas police chief, uh, Richard Lemunyan, who I actually just met. He's a super guy. Um, he, uh, his, his purpose, I guess, he envisioned that the torch run would be a means for law enforcement to actively engage with community and, in this case, support Special Olympics Kansas. Uh, so in 1983, Chief Lemunyan uh, introduced the program to the International Association of Chiefs of Police. 
and uh, he began raising money. So for their first torch run, he raised about $300. He ran into the stadium with the torch lit and, um, you know, the, the crowd was buzzing and, and he felt really great about that. But when the magic really unveiled itself to Chief Lemunyan was at the end when he was asked to assist with medal presentations, um, he was giving out medals and uh, one of his last ones, he gave the medal to the athlete and the athlete just broke down and just grabbed Chief in a big hug. And it was at that point that Chief Lemonian knew that there was uh, a lot more work to do here. And um, and that's that's really how law enforcement torch run started. You see a lot on the news about polar plunge fundraising events uh, for Special Olympics. And can you tell us about some of those events? Yeah, so Polar Plunge, that is our uh, the biggest fundraiser for the Law Enforcement Torch Run. Last year, we raised over $850,000 in Ontario loan, which is wow. um, pretty impressive. Yeah, we're, we're eyeing up a million this year. Our uh, Torch Run coordinator is looking at that. So uh, so all of our, our Torch Run team, we're, we're in high gear right now as Polar Plunge season is upon us and, and upcoming. So um, basically how it works is uh, we get uh, we get people to sign up. Um, which sounds funny that, you know, you would have to pay somebody to jump into a, a bin of cold water. But uh, the goal is that they'll uh, raise money um, in support of Special Olympics. And then on the day of the event, um, yeah, you we have all kinds of different plunges. So there's, there's bin plunges, which is what I'm going to be running here in Brantford. I just reached out to a local property management company. Um, and they're going to supply a bin. We line it with a tarp. Fire comes out. They'll come fill it up. And then... Um, we run our plunge and people jump in and it's a, it's a really good time. Um, there's also open water plunges and pool plunges that, uh, that a lot of municipal services do um, just because they're not usually as close to water. But um, here in the OPP, we've, we've got lots of uh, bodies of water. So um, open water plunges are pretty popular with the OPP. And uh, it's, we're, we're really pushing uh, a lot of partnerships this year. So uh, I know Chatham Kent police and I believe St. Thomas police most recently uh, just partnered with their local brewery um, to have a polar plunge. I think the polar plunge pale ale was one of them and uh, a proceeds of the sales of that uh, drink go towards um, their polar plunge. And uh and they're really successful. I think the Windsor or Chatham Kent raised eighty nine thousand dollars at theirs last year, and Peel raised one hundred and thirty k. So um, it's a, it's an incredible event. Um, you you get out and you feel the energy because everybody's going through the same thing, and and you know you're trying to help your friends deal with their cold, but you're trying to deal with your own cold, and uh, it's just a good time. You know you're going to get through it, but uh, the best is when the athletes get in and. And they're, they're seem to be more resilient than us most times. And uh, it's just a fantastic event. It's, it's a lot of fun. Well, I, I'm a big fan, uh, John, of, of uh, polar bear dips. And uh, uh, the mascot is, is, is the mascot's name Plungy? It is named Plungy, yes. <laughs> the workshop <laughs> that name. It's not super creative. <laughs> It works. It works. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, well, here's a pro tip for you. This uh, this episode may air early in the new year, and what I'm about to tell you will be over. But uh, extend an invite to you to join the Copsicles team at the Courage Polar Bear Dip on New Year's Day in uh, in Oakville. And oh, uh, Plungy has been there in the past. And um, sometimes Plungy gets mixed up with with the mascot for that event, and 
And uh, we have a team called the Copsicles. So, John, if you want to kind of get warmed up or cooled down on New Year's Day, uh, come on out to Oakville and join the Copsicles. Are you going to be there, Scott? <laughs> I'm the team captain. Okay, you're running the show, eh? <laughs> and you know what? I could probably even uh, bring the Copsicles down to your event in Brantford. If you oh, want. that'd be incredible. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. We're quite the crew, but we definitely need people like you to come join us. So okay. we'll see you on New Year's Day, okay? <laughs> Got it. <laughs> All right. Hopefully not too early. <laughs> Emily, you too. Sorry, I missed that part. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um so uh John, the community engagement of Special Olympics is, is absolutely remarkable. Um, the school right around the corner from where I live is called Dr. Frank Hayden Secondary School, actually. Okay. And I've actually met uh, Frank, and uh, he's definitely getting up there in years, but he's still as committed as ever to the cause. And uh, I met many great people over the years involved with this, and so many people, as I said earlier, dedicate so much time and effort. And can you comment on this just vast community engagement that just expands throughout the entire province and the country and, and really all of North America. Yeah. Yeah. It is a huge movement and, uh, and it's growing. It's, it's really about the, you know, it's about the grassroots work. It's about officers getting out there and, you know, going to practices or games or opening ceremonies and just connecting with the athletes. Um, I started a few or a few years ago on my local committee and I had a few events and, you know, until you have that bond with the athletes and, and their parents and stuff like that, you don't really get that, that full support, but you also kind of miss out a little bit on the feeling. So um, in the past few years, I've gotten a lot more support. And if I know anything about the athletes, if you go support them, they'll come support you. So um, it's an incredible environment to be in it's very positive um some cool things that we're doing right now is is we're working in the schools so um in my uh, in Brantford here I've teamed up with uh, a teacher from North Park Collegiate where we're going to be hosting our plunge and uh they're going to be running a sort of a campaign in their in their classrooms for the students um they're going to pledge for their homeroom teachers to take the plunge, which, I mean, as any high schooler or, or younger, it's, I mean, I pay to see that. <laughs> It'll be a good time. Um, yeah, we're working on uh, a lot of corporate sponsorships too. So, I mean, there, there's the grassroots work, but there's also the the corporate work and the uh, and the higher level stuff that, um, you know, both, both organizations, actually all three are going to see benefits, whether it's the police service, um, Special Olympics and the uh, and the contributing partner. So um, just getting them out there to get uh, even more exposure and community engagement just seems to be the key um, for making these events successful. And, and like I said, on the day of when everybody's out there and like I said, especially the athletes, it's uh, it's incredible. I've met so many fantastic people through law enforcement torch run through just events that I've run or lining up events. Um, it's really incredible. The amount of, of people that are willing to get on board for something like this. And, and it's no, it's no secret as to why it's, uh, it's an incredible movement and, um, just such a good cause. Now, I imagine if people are listening along and following along, they might be interested in getting involved, whether it be the plunge or the run. So how can OPP and OPPA members get involved if they wish? And do you have any stories from, uh, you know, past OPP members that have been involved? 
Yeah, so we I've been working with a few members at headquarters about uh, bringing the uh, bringing the law enforcement torture and program up within the OPP, just because we had a you know a lot of challenges with uh, with COVID and pandemic and stuff like that um, as far as getting engagement, and uh, we're working on bringing it back up. So uh, back to your question. Uh, we've set out messaging to the OPPA, um, the Veterans Association, and the Commissioned Officers Association, um, just asking for for volunteers and for uh, for interest. Um, we want to encourage people to get involved to do this work. If you if you would like to, um, we, you can hit me up at the uh, Torch Run email for the OPP. It's letr at opp.ca. Very few characters. Everybody should be able to remember that. So um, be, feel free to reach out and um, and get involved. I've I've spent the past uh, year and a bit um, lining up. Uh, officers at each detachment uh, to represent law enforcement torture run and hold events in their area. So uh, if you are interested, just, uh, you know, send an email to that address or just ask at your detachment to see who the torture run rep one is. Um, and if there isn't one there, then uh, you might be it. Well, that's uh, great. I uh, highly recommend uh, involvement. It's, it is very rewarding. Um, uh, John, we often hear uh, with charities uh, questions of what the impact is, and you've already described a lot of the impact uh, here. It's just, uh, you know, just the athletes are so appreciative of, of the involvement of the, uh, of the police. Um, can you describe uh, the impact uh, on Special Olympics athletes who benefit from the law enforcement torch run initiatives in a little more detail for us? Yeah, well, if I can share a specific story, um, we've got the, uh, I've been working with members at the police college in Elmer there, and we've been running, uh, I think we've run three or four torch runs with polar plunges kind of right behind it. And, it, you know, raising a ton of money is great. And, um, you know, going to events is awesome and having things paid for is really, really great and, and often a barrier to athletes. But Something I noticed over the course of the pandemic was athletes, uh, you know, mental states started to decline and their social circles got smaller and smaller. And the impact that I saw this having on the athletes was profound. And since we've been opening um, sport back up again and we've been able to have close contact with each other, it's, it's turning people around. And honestly, for myself, if I've had a bad day at work or I've got something going on at home, um, I feel like they're doing it for me almost a lot of the times because you go there and it's just all smiles the whole time. They're so excited to see you. And like I said, it, you just, you just can't beat it. It's, it's the ultimate in inclusivity and uh, there's just no other environment like it. But, but getting back to the, the, uh, the police college there, um, we have, uh, I, I try and get local athletes to come out and just so, just so the recruits can meet, you know, their, you know, athletes and see what it's all about and see that the, the direct impact that it has on them. And I've had, um, a friend of mine, his name is, uh, Rick Walker. He's a special Olympics coach out of the London Middlesex area. And, uh, he has a son, his son's name is Jamie Walker and Jamie has autism. Um, so Jamie and his dad used to go to a hockey uh, games all the time uh, in the London area, and Jamie, Jamie's dad, um, Rick, was pretty close with one of the coaches. So um, Jamie was nonverbal um, up until the age of nine, 
So he talked to the head coach and asked if Jamie would be allowed to go into the locker room and just kind of mingle with the athletes and the hockey players and um, just see what that experience was all about because Jamie had never been involved in anything like that. Um, So he went down and about 20 minutes later, he comes back up and he says his first words ever to his dad. And it was, dad, we go put on skates now. And I think that, yeah, really, really impactful. So I get Rick to tell that story about Jamie at the the police college and it, and it still gives me shivers. Like if, if that, if the power of sport and special Olympics and law enforcement torture can literally bring words to someone's mouth, I mean, that's, that's working miracles in my opinion. Oh, a little bit clumped here. What a great story. That's amazing. Now, you alluded to this before, you know, any large initiative comes with challenges. You had mentioned COVID, uh, you know, before. Can you go into that a bit further on some of the challenges and and triumphs, Jonathan? Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, when I first got into it, um, COVID was sort of at its its, uh, peak. And uh, we were running a lot of virtual competitions, which, um, as I'm sure you guys are, are aware, and we've all kind of learned over the past few years, it's, it's not as effective. Um, so we have to get creative, right? And um, I participated in my first polar plunge, um, and it was a virtual one. So it was my wife and I, and we went down to, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Woodstock at all. Um, but, uh, we went down to Pitock Lake, which I don't recommend anybody ever going into, um, but I was <laughs> down there and, uh, I cut a hole or I, I should say I smashed a hole in the ice with a rock and, um, I got my wife to film me. She was all bundled up and, um, you know, I, I go into the water and I come out and I'm gasping for air. And I'm like, I had this script in my head that I was going to say when I got out. And of course, as soon as you get out of the water, your body's in this, fight or flight mode and all the words are gone from your head. So I'm just, I'm on the video and I'm fumbling through and saying, this is for special Olympics. Support us. Pull plunge. And that was about all I could get out. But I, I think I raised about 1500 bucks and it was authentic and it was, it was, yeah. it was uh, a genuine, a genuine effort. So, you know, just like, just like in policing or, or any other, uh, you know, first response, we always have to learn how to improvise and adapt and overcome. And, and Tortron is no different. Um, we know that there's, you know, challenges with athletes as a lot of them are um, susceptible or immunocompromised and uh, it, it does take a hit on them. But uh, but we're working on bringing on the bringing that back. And then uh, I guess the last struggle would just be recruiting committed members because um, everybody's got so much going on all the time to, to give extra time like to, to something like this is is. Uh, it's a burden. I completely understand that, but that's definitely one of the challenges we're working through. And, and I think over the next few years, as we continue to build the program, um, it's going to start to catch on and, and um, people who are interested will hopefully start to reach out and, um, and grow this program to be, you know, one of the biggest in Canada. We're the second largest police service in, uh, in Canada. And um, quite frankly, I don't think there's any reason we shouldn't be showing up. Uh, completely agree, uh, John. Can you say that uh, email address again? That uh, how people can reach out directly to you. Yeah, no problem. It's l e t r at opp dot ca. That's great, and also uh, you know sponsorship uh, and community support uh, support is 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 also imperative to uh, the law enforcement torch run. And can you discuss uh, the importance of the corporate and community support? 
Yeah. Um, so like I said, we are pushing, we are pushing corporate um, quite a bit, um, corporate sponsorships this year. Um, and the community support we, we know is, uh, is essential to any program um, trying to get an event or a fundraiser up off the ground running. But, you know, I, I've been running it for three years here in Brantford. And every time I meet somebody new, um, I'm able to, to tell them about this. And it's funny how one, you know, small connection I had with the, the teacher at um, North Park Collegiate here in town. Now we're running events together all the time. And that community engagement is so important, not only to, you know, their organization and the OPP, but to Special Olympics and, and anybody who's interested in getting involved because, you know, they may, they may not even know about it. So having that uh, community engagement is, is really, really important. And just getting people educated about what the law enforcement torch run is and, and what Special Olympics is and, and especially kids. Um, I'm really excited that we're in the schools because, you know, a lot of these kids probably don't know uh, about law enforcement torch runner special olympics and and this is going to be a really cool way for them to find out um same thing with corporate uh, uh corporate organizations um i've been doing some research and just trying to figure out the best way to approach um uh sponsorships from these types of organizations and uh there's a ton of benefits for um uh, companies like this to get involved i mean there's there's uh, it's positive exposure. It's it's a win win win. Um, like I said, from for the OPP, their organization, the Special Olympics, they get a ton of positive exposure. Um, I mean, the cops are pretty good about telling people about stuff, so we uh, we like to share, and uh, we've got some good marketing strategies around uh, around our corporate sponsors and um, how we're able to support them with um, with advertising and um, and. And just getting their their brand recognition up uh, along with ours uh, in a super positive way. So we're coming to the end of things, Jonathan, and it is a tradition that we like to ask our guests what their three wishes are for future change. Can you explain your wishes, be it for the run or for yourself? It's really up to you. Oh, if I could wrap it up into three. Um yeah, my number one wish is if you're an officer and you want to get involved, please reach out. Um, detachments, attachment commanders, command staff are all very, very supportive of this work. And um, and once you get uh, what we refer to as the hook in uh, in Special Olympics, where you know you have your first event with with uh, an athlete and you make that connection, once you get that hook, I, I promise it'll be one of the best things you've ever done, um, not only for your career but for your personal life. Um, that's honestly the biggest thing we've got, we've got recruitment or we've got, uh, pardon me, uh, we've got engagement from, uh, from the athletes, but we just need the officers to, uh, to jump on board and we can really push this thing to the next level and, uh, support as many athletes as we can. So John, uh, I'm actually holding a little, uh, card in my hand that we uh, had at a team building meeting the other day and it says, go get it. <laughs> what is your call to action to our listeners to go get it? Well, I hope that anybody that's listened to this can can understand what the what the movement is all about. Um, that it does make like a, a tangible difference in the lives of Special Olympics athletes. If you want to get involved directly, they will snap you up in a minute. I mean, Special Olympics chapters are so eager to have an officer 
on board, um, show up in uniform, show up in a torch run shirt. They don't care. Um, they just want to see you there. Um, and if you are, you know, if you're too busy, you don't have time, we'll take your money too. Um, <laughs> donations are super essential and we need that. So um, I'm sure there's a polar plunge going on in your area right now. Um, and if uh, and if you don't want to take the plunge, then, then feel free to donate to somebody who is um, just because it can have such a substantial impact. Uh, and if, you know, if you're not able to be involved, maybe you've got somebody in your family um, or one of your friends that uh, has got some free time on their hands, which I know is far and few between in this day and age, but um, volunteer. Like I said, it'll, it'll make a big difference on, on the lives of the athletes and, uh, and your personal life as well. I just want to jump in there, uh, John. Uh, I'm going to add a wish onto this that, uh, you know, I believe the Police Association of Ontario, uh, one of our uh, partners uh, here, I believe their president, uh, Mark Baxter, is from Brantford. It'd be really nice to see Mark jump in the lake. So our, uh, pardon me, our, our plunge is taking place March 7th. So it's almost March break weather. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would, uh, I would love to have them out there. Are you, are you up for me? Are we going to kind of badger them a little bit to, to jump in? Oh, 100%. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us today, Jonathan. That was a good wrap up, but I wanted to give you an opportunity if you had anything else you wanted to add before we conclude. Well, no, thank you, Emily Scott. I, it's been a pleasure um, getting the chance to speak with you guys about this. It's, uh, you know, it's it's been taking over my life in, in a really positive way for the past three years. Uh, my wife is involved and we go to events all the time together and, um I'm just really happy I had the opportunity to uh, to talk with you guys about it, and, and hopefully somebody listening, uh, even if one person decides they want to jump on board and, and be part of the movement, then please reach out. Um, I will not turn you away. That's great. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. This concludes our episode for this week. You've been listening to Provincial Constable Jonathan Buchert talking about the law enforcement torch run in support of Special Olympics. If you have any ideas for future episodes, please email us at communications at oppa.ca. If you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button on the podcasting platform of your choice. Thanks for listening and stay safe.